Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell, along with my co-hosts Glenn Martin and DK in the background running the show. We're excited to be here with you on a Tuesday evening. Uh, Looking forward to putting this last game behind us and looking ahead. What what does Bill Belichick say, Glenn? On to Cincinnati? We're on to Cincinnati, baby. We're on to Cincinnati. But we, we, we're still going to spend some time yes. this show, obviously, talking about what happened this past Sunday. Uh, Only because we have to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but with the quick turnaround, we'll certainly start turning the page uh, to the the uh, the game coming up this Friday or this Thursday. Um, but I think the, the place where we should start, Jimbo, uh, before we even get into – Oh, actually, yeah, we gotta we gotta get right into the injuries because there was yeah, a that's lot why, of that's concern. Where I you were going. Yeah, a lot of concern. Everyone was worried when they saw a couple key guys go down and writhe in pain on mm-hmm. some of these guys, and then of course Humphrey goes down with the non-contact injury. And you, like many, the way it looked, it looked like your classic Achilles pop. It it, mm-hmm. it really did. And Stanley, he's writhing on the ground. He's rolling around. He looks to be. <laughs> in a huge amount of pain, grabbing at his lower extremities, which we know have been through a lot. But the good news is, Jimbo, at least according to John Harbaugh, both Humphrey and Stanley have avoided long-term injuries. Uh, neither one are expected to to you know miss many, many weeks. He's calling both injuries day-to-day. And my goodness, was that music to my ears, Jimbo. How about you? Yeah, same here. It was music to my ears. I still get nervous though because John has said these things in the past, you know, and and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and ends up being day to day, week to week, and then somehow John and the player fall out of touch, <laughs> and then we have Ty's Bowser. No, I I mean yeah. I just but yes I agree. Um, <clears throat> look, Marlon Humphrey is just an absolute animal. Uh, I have faith that he'll be able to get back if there's a possibility. Uh, Ronnie Stanley. Take your time because, you know, we need you when it counts in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And look, we're, I'm just glad, like you said, that it's not a definitive, hey, the door's shut on this guy. He's getting surgery and going to be rehabbing, right, for either of them. So that's that's great news, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, they can help us in the push down in the the, the final stretch of the season. Yeah, no doubt. And I, What's your thoughts? I mean, for me, it's like, I have no problem. They, they need to sit this week. They need to sit next week, in my opinion, against the Chargers and come back after the bye, which follows the Chargers game. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a great timeline. I mean, it's it's aggressive still, depending on the, the significance of yep. the injuries, but it's it's reasonable to have as the next target to say, okay, this is when we shouldn't even really think about rolling these guys out before that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Masi says still embarrassed by, sorry, my bad. Um, still embarrassed by loss. Stefanski outclassed Harbs. Kareem doing pushups when still one score down. Some sums up game. Browns felt game turning around. Uh, look, I mean, I, I just want to say this. I don't think this this was a really tough loss, especially the double digit stuff. Like we'll get into the the statistical anomaly that the Ravens are. I also just want to say this: the AFC North is an absolute gauntlet. I mean, there's no way that there's a more difficult division in the NFL. I mean, everyone thought, I think for a while, maybe when Russ over came over to the AFC West and, you know, the Raiders were kind of building this ridiculous roster a few years ago and whatever. And then the Chargers absolutely Justin Herbert ended up being real. They thought that was going to be it. But 
the AFC North is it. Mm-hmm. And so things happen in the AFC North. This is the SEC of of NFL football, right? Like you come play in the NFC North, you're gonna find out. Ask the NFC NFC opponents that have played against the Baltimore Ravens, right? Uh, so, AL East. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, yeah, that's right. So I mean, I understand your frustrations. It was a tough loss, uh, and and certainly there were some moments where I felt like the momentum did turn. I just I'm starting to feel like. This was, I mean, this was a big loss because I'm now, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm this Thursday game is, is crucial. Uh, but outside of that, I'm not overly concerned about too much right now. Right. If that makes sense. Like my concerns I, have been dampened. Well, dude, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm looking <laughs> at this chat right now, guys, it's one loss. Where were you guys a week ago when this was the best team in the NFL? It was number one on most of all power rankings. And they were, uh, Lamar was the the hands down leader as MVP. A week later, they lose a game where they literally trailed for zero seconds, and you're ready to hot, fire Harbaugh. Well, it's because people have been watching break. Shannon and Stevens. Give me Stephen a, a freaking break. That is yeah. silly. That's yeah, absolutely see- unbelievably silly. Yeah, two weeks ago, Shannon is like, the Ravens are the best team in football. Right. Far what are we above. talking about? They just blew the doors off the Lions and the Seahawks. Yeah, it was a rough game. <clears throat> it was a frustrating game, but that is the most ridiculous thing I've seen in a long time. Let's fire. I mean, oh, it's just so silly. I mean, it's silliness. It's silliness. A week ago, where were you guys? Were you guys telling us we should fire Harbaugh then when they were the number one team in every power ranking that you conceivable? Come on. Now, remember, Glenn, you're the people's champ. You got to be careful now. I know, People but that's start revolting. so reactionary. Fire everybody. So silly, dude. It's just dumb. I mean, that's like, you want to be a trash organization like you see all these overreactors? You want to pay $66 million to your former head coach to sit on his ass like the Raiders are doing? Yeah. Wow. I mean, holy smokes. They're literally, I mean, that, that's, it's just, it's craziness. I mean, yeah, it was a tough game. It was frustrating. Blame goes all around. But, it's not the time to fire people. Yeah. Yeah, look, oh and, and and the, the tough part is that everyone wants to go right to Harbs, but that late game pick six was brutal, right? The ability, the inability for the defense to uh to stop the run on that last drive, the blocked field goal. My point is that every single unit, top to bottom, has blame. No mm-hmm. unit is is exonerated here or exempt from blame. Uh, they all had issues, right? The O-line, when Stanley went down, even before that, they weren't getting the job done, right? Munkin wasn't getting the job done. So, I mean, unless you're, like you said, Glenn, unless you're going to fire everyone. It's so ridiculous. Um, I, 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 it's just I so silly, dude. Uh, <laughs> silliness. Um, did you read this yet from Manny? No. All right, Manny says, Harbaugh discourse is way overboard online. Sure, he's made mistakes, but from 08 to 21, we won 40 straight up 14. Actually, it was, uh, I believe it was like 69 and 0 from 08 to 21 when leading 14 up by 14 in the second half, not just the fourth quarter at any point in the second half. So this is a new phenomenon. It's a weird, it's weird. I mean, we talk about it a lot and we're going to get into some of these graphics. It's weird, but... It's a it's it's not like this is the entirety of his career. For the entirety of his career, he was actually unbelievably good. 69 consecutive or 79 consecutive games 
in which he won when having a two-score lead. Is that this graphic that DK has here or that you have here, Glenn? Actually, this was just because we were still talking injuries and I had it up. But uh, actually, I do have that, I believe. Because we can go right to it if you want, unless you want to revert back to the injuries real quick and then we can readdress the conversation. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't have that graphic ready right now. I do oh, have the fine. injury one. Um, oh, could, no, no. Well, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. so, but, and I can put that up. I mean, it, it but the point is, this is a new thing. It's concerning, but it's not like, let's not act like this is a John Harbaugh, like, oh, this is what he's known for. It's just like, come on. It's absolutely craziness. But let's yeah. get back to some of these injuries, Jimbo. Am I still sounding okay? <coughs> yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, but you sound like a robot, dude. Do, Do I, I sound okay? You sound fine. Okay, DK, do both of us sound fine? It's, it must be my headphones. Um all right, but I did want to get into some of these other injury concerns because uh, with this short turnaround, missing yesterday, now missing today, starts to become a bit of a concern. So um, let's see here. Which one am I sharing? I'm sharing this screen. All right, so no. as you can see, not practicing today, Odell Beckham apparently has a sore knee. Jadeveon Clowney looks like his is more just pain issue because he had he got that bump on his elbow. And so he looks like he's fine to play. But uh, he still missed today. Obviously, Marlon missed. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, no, no question or uh, no surprises there. Trenton Simpson with the concussion, no chance he plays. I mean, there's no yeah. way he gets out of concussion protocol enough to uh, in time to suit up for Thursday, so he's gone. And then Kyle Van Noy with the groin issue. But the most concerning one here and the surpriser is John Simpson. I mean, if John Simpson's not able to go, on top of the fact that you're missing Stanley. I mean, first of all, it's going to thrust Ben Cleveland into a, a starting role, at least for one week. And then your left side is com is complete with backups. You got McCarry at left mm -hmm. tackle, and then you'll have Ben Cleveland is the expected replacement at left guard. Now, do you think that – I mean, I, that does sound right. Do you think there's any way they they bump McCarry in and they put Falele at left tackle? That's an interesting one. Because, I guess you know, they possible. immediately went to Falele at left tackle. Well, that's because McCarry was it right. Oh, right. He was already in the game. <laughs> you can't <laughs> yeah, multiply so, him. Yeah, so no, I do think they'll go with McCarry. I think it's a possibility, but ultimately, they seem to go with McCarry at left tackle. I think they trust yeah, him yeah, a hell yeah. of a lot more than Falele. Yeah, that's a good point. And Moses is right now, he says he's ready to go on Thursday. So Moses will be back at right. But how big of a concern is it to if you see McCarry and Cleveland at left on the left side? Yeah, that's that's concerning. More, for Cl more Cleveland than... Then uh, McCary, you know they got some, they got some big boys in on the inside there. They got some boys that can, you know, that can cause some damage. So that mm -hmm. them being the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'll, I've never, I've never, Glenn. I'm not an offensive line expert. I've never heard such scathing reviews at training camp ever in my life. And I think who? part of it is because Ben Cleveland oh, looks like an absolute monster. When he walks mm -hmm. out there and then um, I mean, we all know Vinny's Toronto, right? Mm -hmm. He said, literally, I sat next to him and he's pretty short when he's at training camp. Like, he's not too excited about talking to people. Uh, he said he can't move. He's not strong. And he can't push anybody off the ball. Mm. That's not good as an offensive lineman. Other than that, no. he's fine. Yeah. So like, right, exactly. Yeah. Other than, other than that, right? Like the strength doesn't translate. His feet don't move. That's a concern. So that makes me sweat over here, right? Like I'm a little nervous 
Yeah. Uh, not feeling great about that one. But look, we've talked about it. The NFL season is a grind. We aren't the only team going through injuries. The no. the Cincinnati Bengals got to deal with their injuries too, right? So it's not like yep. they're coming in 100%. I mean, for sure, I don't think T. Higgins is going on Thursday. Doesn't look like it. Yeah, which I'm and okay H- with. Hendrickson because- is very much so 50-50, although he did dress, apparently. Wait, didn't he have the sprained knee? Yeah, he had like a hyperextension. Yeah. Uh, they're saying they're not going to put it past him. Apparently, he was listed as a limited participant uh, today. Uh, let me hmm. see. Uh, but you're right. T Higgins has yet to get any practice in so far this week. So it's, uh, it's, a unlikely, I would say for Trey Hendrickson, uh, and very, very, very unlikely for T Higgins, but nonetheless, they still got a lot of good players there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, now I will say this, people are talking about Ben Cleveland in the chat. If I'm not mistaken, we have not seen Ben in game action, like not preseason, but like live game action play very much. Oh no. He's a natural right guard, huh? Yeah. Coming out of college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was thinking he was a natural left guard. So I was going to say, we haven't seen him very much play at that position where, you know, he, that's where he developed as a player, but that is actually not the case because certainly he's not going to play right guard. No, no, no. Now he did last week, but the expectation is Zeitler will be back out there. Uh, thank goodness because Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you want to pop that up, DK, yeah, cool. that's cool. Um, so here is like the injury report that we were just talking about with the Bengals. They are dealing with some stuff. Uh, they got they got obviously some some studs, some some big names up there. I was hoping. It sounds bad to say, but I was I was kind of. Oh man, I'm not even gonna say it then because you can you don't want to hope for injuries. But you know, look, DJ Reader being out there isn't gonna do us any favors. Uh, right. but it looks like he's on track to play. Had a rest day Monday. But I yeah, mean, I mean, Hubbard's still not practicing. Yeah, I mean, if they're without Hubbard and Hendrickson, that is a huge, huge boost for the uh, – it's got to be a confidence thing for, like, the offensive line. The yeah. backup's like, all right, well, at least I don't have to go up against, you know, their best two guys either. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but my point is that, look, you you said all the time, Glenn, like, everybody looks at the Ravens, everybody as in us and then those that watch the show under a microscope. You know, Mm -hmm. when it comes to injuries, when it comes to execution, when it comes to everything. But remember that the NFL season is an absolute gauntlet. It is a, it is an adventure. It is a slugfest. It is everything you can think of that's synonymous to those things. Everyone's dealing with injuries. Everyone's going through it. Everyone's adapting. So uh, we're not the only ones here trying to figure it out. You know, we've got obviously got hit with our injuries, but I don't think they're insurmountable at this point, especially compared to what we've seen in the past. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, the Stanley and Humphrey news was, was, I mean, it was awesome. So yeah, I mean, yeah, there's going to be bumps and bruises. Everybody goes through it. Yep. Uh, but looks like CJ has some, uh, some clarification. OBJ and Clowney say rest day. Okay. Although it did say <coughs> knee soreness and old Jeff Zrebic said knee soreness for OBJ. And I'm going to trust old Jay-Z. Uh, but then I, I like seeing this. Simpson says illness. So if it is an illness, chances are, as long as, yeah, you know, nothing crazy happens that he'll be able to get back out there for Thursday. So that's encouraging to see because we do not need to be out both no. of those guys. Uh, you know, one's bad enough, but certainly want to have as many starters out there. Dude, as can possible. I tell you something, Glenn? You sure can. I would never miss a game for illness. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, know, so you would do like you would do like uh, MJ. You'd be out there with the flu. Dude, I would be on so much flu medicine. That's right. I wouldn't even care. I mean, you know this. I I I ran with some severe diarrhea. 
And That's I right. just I just chugged like five ounces of the what's it called? Oh, the the Pepto Bismol. Dude, there's a big old brick in there, man. <laughs> Woo, there's a brick. But look, you gotta do what you gotta do to get it done, right? Dude. Like I'm not missing because of an illness. If I'm incapacitated, the show different. must go on. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. By so, the way, Lisa Ann, yes, the people's champ is back on top. <laughs> yes, Lisa Ann. Absolutely. By the skin of his teeth. Dude, the closest ever, I think, in competition history was this. Yeah, week. it was a great win in 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 a moment of great loss for the Ravens. That's right, James what would Lee you Wiley. Have? Uh, I think I'd rather have the Ravens win. James Lee Wiley says people are ridiculous. We lost by two stinking points. Relax. It's not <laughs> like we lost to the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, look, the Bengals. You think Bengals fans are happy they just lost to the Texans? I get the Texans are playing better, but they're still the Texans after all. Uh, and so. Yeah, I mean, I also want to mention bad losses happen. I talk about I talked about it too, and everyone is talking about the the impact of that last you know the 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 moments in the end of the game when the defense couldn't shut the door. But let's if they don't get in the end zone, right? They they were able to get the field goal, but if that kick wasn't blocked, mm-hmm. like this who would knows? be a different ball game still, right? Yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah. I'm going to assume that if it wasn't blocked, JT gets it in between the uprights. Yeah. Okay, so then, you know, we're up. So my, I guess my point to James Lee Wiley's point is that we can go back and forth all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the important thing is what can the Ravens do and what can we identify as those who talk about the Ravens that, that we are excited about from that game and what can they do to prove upon? I'll tell you what, man, I still really like – I've been impressed with Oway this year and his health. Yeah, for like sure. When he's been in that – like when he's been healthy, he's – He's been impactful, had another impactful game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I feel like always starting to turn a corner. Dude, he certainly is. If he stays healthy by the season's end, he is going to be an absolute handful. And, you know, the way Clowney's playing, those two is your yeah. bookends on third down. That's a pretty damn good tandem. So imagine what he's going to look like next year, Jimbo, under mm-hmm. another whole season with the, uh, with the tutelage of Chuck Smith, right? Isn't it Chuck Smith? I believe it is. Um, Old Chucky. Yeah, Massey says, Giro was blamed for two score leads blown. Now happened three <laughs> times. Past teams in history been 10-0. and 0. Only Ravens with losses. It's anomaly. Is is the is this the graphic that we had that you want to throw up there? Yeah, I do have a graphic here, okay. uh, which is Or pretty, a tweet, right? Or is it yeah, a graphic? Yeah, exactly. Out? No, you're right. Um, it's pretty insane. And I don't really exactly know what to make of it. Uh, I think it can mean a lot of different things. I think it certainly means that the Ravens aren't a bad team. They can't be. But they obviously have a problem that they need to figure out. And I don't know who exactly deserves all the blame for this problem. Uh, what happened? Did it just take it away? That was weird. I hit share, and it was like, uh-uh. We're not shared. Let me try it one more time. Here we go. You got this. You got this. Let me say. You know me, Jim. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hello. Did it work? Yes, sir. All right, cool. All right. So the uh as you can see on your screen here, why is it okay? There it goes. Late the least time trailing in the first two 10 games of any or of an NFL season in the last 40 years. As you can see right there, the 2023 Ravens only trailed for a total of 28 minutes and 46 seconds so far this season. And yet. <laughs> They're the only team on this list that doesn't have a perfect record, Jimbo. And in fact, they have three losses. Not one, not two, but three losses. Jimbo, 
the 07 Patriots, the greatest team I've ever seen with my two eyes, had 51 minutes of time trailing in their first 10 games. What the hell does this graphic mean? Well, I think it means that, well, this means a lot of things, but uh, one thing is that the 2007 Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl. No. The 1984 Dolphins didn't win the Super Bowl. They didn't. You know, I think the Broncos did. I don't know. Uh, did the 84 Dolphins win? How do you know they, they didn't? They did not. They did okay. not. They All lost right. to the San Francisco 49ers in 84. Okay. All right. They ran into, I think that was what, a buzzsaw on Steve Young, right? I don't even know, dude. Was that Montana or Young? That seems like 84. One, that sounds like Montana. Monta yeah. One of the two. But I don't know about the Broncos. I'm guessing that was like the that was like the Elway era. I, I think that was maybe the year that they beat the, the Packers in the Super Bowl, but and I have no idea about the Giants. Point being that this isn't an end-all, be-all. This isn't everything. But what I'm choosing to take away from it, exactly like you said, Glenn, is that it is impossible to say that we are not a good football team. That right. our record, being 7-3, and three, is not a true indicator that we are good, right? Like, Look at these other teams and look how good they were, right? Made it to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl or not. These were all excellent football teams. And and mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. actually all of them were in the Super Bowl. The only one I'm unsure about was the Giants. Whether they won or not is a different story. But my point is that this is a, this is a significant indicator that we are a really good football team. And that I think the hardest stuff we have right. What I mean by the hardest stuff is building a championship roster, mm -hmm. right? staying as healthy as possible uh you know having a scheme that is relatively successful uh, all of these things take having a culture having a front office having all these things take years to develop uh and i i think that uh the ravens are firmly down the right path so yeah there are things they need to figure out but this tells me that we're a dang good football team. That's what I'm choosing to take away from it so don't come at me with any of these hold on <clears throat> any these rain clouds let's see if i can get it yeah, none of that. We don't want any of that. Mm -mm. All right. That's no, I, 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 I see a lot of people blaming the coaching, specifically John. And I, I just, I, I, <laughs> I'm a logical person. I try. I gotta, I gotta see it make sense to me. And I go, well, look at our three losses. Was it John's fault that they we had eight drop passes in the Steelers game, including three drop touchdowns? Did John drop those balls? Like, do you think that impacts our three losses in this stat? Those, those eight drops. I, I got to imagine it, it's impacted us. Do, do, does anybody remember that steel? I mean, that Colts game. Do, do, do you guys think that was a, I mean, do you think there was plays that the players left on the field? I mean, you mentioned the, 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 so I get that it all falls. It definitely falls on the coach, but doesn't some of this fall on Mike McDonald as well. And the fact that he's been, you know, everybody says, wow, we might lose him. He might be a head coach of the future. Well, his defense is the one giving up some of these losses. And doesn't it also fall on on the, the offensive coaching for not sustaining drives and giving the ball quickly back to the opposing offense? But most importantly, doesn't it fall on a lot of these players for make, making mistakes and not executing, right? Like, I mean, I just mentioned the drops. We You talked about the missed field goal, the, the, block, the missed blocks. I mean, getting our quarterback's head taken off. Like, the fact that when we have injuries, we don't, we don't uh, you know, have – we don't always have guys uh, that seemed ready to play. Like, like they just seem, I don't know, like file Lele seems way better when he knows he's going to be the starter than when he's thrust into the game. Like mm -hmm. he just seems like two different guys when he, when he has that, that heads up. 
so I, I get that it's, it always falls on the coach, but there's so much of this blame and people are just like, fire him, fire him. It's just like, I don't, I don't know what to make of this Jimbo, but I think you're right. It has to mean that we're a pretty good team. Yeah. It has to, we get a lot of leads. Yeah. Uh, we, 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 we just, well, and we sustain them. Like, it's not like we just break out in the first half and then we don't sustain the leads. Clearly we're sustaining the leads because if you continue to look at this, we're not even like the 90 giants and the 27 or the 2007 Patriots. We lap them as far as time. Yeah. So it's not like we're not sustaining leads either. Right. Or, uh, excuse me. You know, we're not keeping them. It's, it's, uh, just some execution at the end of the games. And, some of this could just simply be growing pains, right? Uh, yeah. We still have a relative. I mean, I know we got vets in there, but the guy we got under center is still a relatively young guy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's he's still growing. You know, growing as a as a player. We had a lot of young guys on defense as well. Maybe when the lights get bright and uh, you know everyone's roaring at the bank in the fourth quarter, sure, maybe there's an extra sweat bead coming down your forehead. You don't want to disappoint anybody. Yep. Right, but I think if those things happen long enough, you can only come out of the other side better. I don't think you will uh, get worse. You know, just keep facing it over and over and over again, right? There's an old saying, if you don't do it in training, you ain't doing it in the game. To a certain extent, these games are training in and of themselves for bigger moments. So mm-hmm. I want to see them get get in these situations again and let's find some success, right? Let's remember the pain of last time and. Be Let's nice. move forward from it, right? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this team's inability early on to bounce back from adversity. Like when yeah. things didn't go well, if a fumble happened, it seemed like it just went, you know, went down the drain. And maybe this is another example of it's an opportunity to see if you can respond and and uh, why not have those opportunities now and see how you react to them rather than you know in the playoffs where you don't have no second chances. Uh, Dude, I, I heard something the other day gave me goosebumps. Uh, was it my singing? No, no, no. That that uh, did not. Me, 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 me. But uh, I was listening to a guy who uh, co-hosts a podcast with Teddy Atlas. I think it's called the Fight Podcast. Uh, his name's Ken Rideout. He's a ridiculous marathoner. But he um, said, you know, Cus Amato, of course, who w- Teddy was his protege in a lot of ways. Cuss said, when when fear strikes, the coward and the hero uh, think exactly the same thing. It's not about how you think, but it's about how you act, right? The voice in your head of the coward and the hero is the same thing, but it's your response to it, right? So learning how to turn that page into getting punched in the face, like you said, Glenn, or being put in a compromised situation and saying, okay, I'm not going to be the coward here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the hero, right? So like, I think just taking a, you know, when I heard that, I was like, dang, he's right. Because really make doing doing things in big moments doesn't mean you don't have doubt. Doesn't mean you're not scared. Doesn't mean you're not concerned. But it's about how you act, right? How you show up. So uh, I'm hoping the guys take this as an opportunity to to grow, right? Like I think that's all they can do. But I'm encouraged. I realize we're an anomaly on this list, but dang it, we're on the list. Yep. And and part of part of uh, you know I, when I talk about the, you know the failure, there's blame to go around. I, I got to bring up. Another graphic here, Jimbo, okay. because this is since the start of 2022 when Mike McDonald's taken over as the defensive coordinator here. Uh, and it, it's kind of an, an interesting uh, 
again, it's something where I'm like, what the heck do I make of this? Because on one, did it just disappear again? Yeah, it did. So it's not your oh, fault. No, it is my fault. It's because oh, I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, no, I just okay. realized what I was doing every time. Uh, but the good thing is, is I realized it. And yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, here we go. This time, I'm not going to hit the stop sharing button instead of the uh, put on the screen button because I'm genius. But all right, so let me let me let me know what you think about this because it it shows me one thing that during the Can first you, three, are you looking at the graphic? Is it possible to zoom in? There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, you, dude. So for the first three quarters of a football game since the start of 2022, holy crap! You can see how good the Ravens have been. I mean, so far and away, the most efficient defense when it comes to yards per play and efficiency per snap. It's not even comparable. Like, so good. But then, on the converse to that is in the fourth quarter in clutch Ooh. situations, including overtime, Ouch. they flip-flop to the exact opposite. They're the worst team in the NFL, giving up the most yards per play and having the worst defensive efficiency per snap. So, does this mean, like, our coaches start search? Because I read somewhere where where they were blaming Mike McDonald and they said they need to make different adjustments. And he says, well, they've ran zone in the fourth quarter in clutch situations. They've ran heavy man. They've mm -hmm. blitzed. They've tried dropping in coverage and playing more soft. And, and, and it's not like a consistent situation that's failing. It's not like, oh, well, they always go into soft zone and that's when they fail. They always go heavy man. They go, they crazy blitz at you. It's been different. And yet the results are that so should we start wondering if some of these players aren't as clutch because the clutch factor isn't just i mean everybody's like the coaches aren't clutch what are aren't these players the ones making the plays or not yeah no i'm i mean i'm with you there uh and speaking of statistics look not an not a statistician i think that's mm -hmm, what they're mm -hmm. called right but i'll say this referencing that 7 and 3 that's so much of an anomaly I would argue that if a person was looking at this from a statistical standpoint, it is highly unlikely that the the movement away from the, you know, the, the standard deviations that we are away from the mean will continue to grow, right? Like, it's one of those things where all the things that could have happened have happened. Like, mm -hmm. we got it out of our system at this point, right? If you look at all the comparative data that we have, it's, it's highly unlikely. So, um, you know, and to so your point with this... Let's just get to the mean in 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 the fourth quarter. The only yeah. question I have, this is the only question I have. And I don't, I honestly, so I didn't have this question before today, before you showed me this graphic, but is there something systemically, I'm not blaming any of this on, well, I'm not blaming our whole scenario on Mike McDonald. I just have a question. It's not a blame game. Mm -hmm. Is there something systemically within the defense that causes the defense to maybe be, a little bit more fatigued in the fourth quarter in comparison to other teams. I don't know. Like, is it something about, you know, their tempo is something about the lack of rotation. I, I, I'm just curious. I'm trying to think of why that graphic shows what it shows, right? Cause that's absolute insanity. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's a possibility. I don't know if shoot, maybe they just need to run some more, uh, you know, do some more conditioning in practice, right? Like get to the fourth quarter and feel like you're just warming up. I'm, I, I'm, I simply don't know, but that is, that is an absurd graphic. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I, I don't, 
Yeah, I, I don't understand because what we all we hear about is that if anything, that the Ravens run a, a tough practice. Like this isn't this isn't a, if you want to have an easy if you want to have an easy go at things, don't come practice uh, for the Ravens because that's just not typically you know a place where you'll find uh you know a light work easy practice where they take it e- you know that's just not the case here. So I, I I don't know. It's weird. It's it's certainly weird. Um, yeah, crazy yeah. man. I don't, but again. Throughout from 08 to 21, we were 79 and 0 when we had a fourth quarter, or I mean, a second half lead of 14 or more points. So, this Harbaugh doesn't know how to close games. How do you explain 79 and 0? How do you, how does anyone explain that over a what's that, a 13 year period? Yeah. 14 year period. How do you explain 79 and 0? And just did he forget how to close? Right. Like, did, did, so you're telling me because everybody in the chat, I mean, I see a lot of people saying he doesn't know how to close. It's hardball. He's trash. How do you explain 79 and 0? Yeah. Right. I mean, I think Lewis says it right. Every team blows leads. It just seems like it's it's happened in bunches as of late. But 79 and 0 is something is a such a large sample size. I don't know how yeah. we just go, eh, screw that. Let's look Forget at these last it. two years. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you there, Glenn. That, that would be uh ridiculous of one of 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 someone to do um i, I also want to really quickly before you get the masses comment i've seen a few people say this that john can't close because he doesn't have ed reed and ray lewis anymore um he retired I, in 2012 yeah and, and everyone i don't i also don't understand this one because the offense won us that super bowl like yeah. our defense was average at best like average so maybe uh, you know, Ed Ray yeah, was just a mouthpiece at that point. I the stat I said was from 08 to 2021. Those right. guys last played with us in 2012, and really it was the 2011 season. Yeah. So what about the next 10 years where that record stayed zero at the end? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you guys can't you can't tell me Ray and Ed just did it from uh from their retire. They're sitting in their house, and they are somehow responsible for 10 consecutive years. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Masi says 49ers Steelers called all COs from the COs, coordinators, from booth to sideline. Results improved. Peyton, Russ, Sirianni talks to COs to know what's happening, what you think. Monk, do same. Get better. Feel of game changes. I think it's coordinators. So what he's oh, saying is oh, that they came down out of the booth. Um. I, I, I don't know. I, I still have trust in Munkin. He can do whatever he, him and Lamar feel is best for them. Like I'm okay with him with additional communication. I just don't know if it makes a, I mean, obviously Masi's bringing up points, teams in, that have done this and, and some things have improved. If they really think it's, it would, it has a chance, give it a shot. But I don't know. While Munkin's into the Ravens, he's been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know if I need it to happen. I think it would be cool to, to check it out, but oh yeah. Yeah. I think he meant OCs offensive coordinators. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, everybody chooses to do it differently. They, you can obviously see a lot better from up top uh, than you can down low. The vantage point is, is far better, but communication yeah. with your players is one thing we talked about. So, I mean, I I'm whatever they want to do. I mean, I'm okay with changing things to see if you get better results. I'm fine with that, but uh, I think he's going to do, 
whatever he wants to do. I don't know if we're going to be yeah. able to change that, but I would be okay with him doing it, <coughs> changing things up to see if something improves. But uh, again, you know, this team was, was really celebrated for, for a few, few weeks there. And let's not forget that it was a tough loss, but uh, they had it going pretty good for a couple of weeks. But um, I also wanted to get into a couple other things, Jimbo from the press conference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. Let's see. First and foremost, they asked him, and since you asked, I, I, I jotted this note down. They asked Coach about any added motivation, or if you're, if co if Coach is worried at all about added motivation from the Bengals side because they're coming off of a loss. If that if that made them any more dangerous, and and uh, Coach downplayed that, said, you know, no, this is it's a good team whether they're you know coming off a win or a loss. He did very much so downplay that. Uh, so what's your, what's your take on that Jimbo? They are five and five. So you'd mm -hmm. think that just from a number standpoint, they should be more desperate. Um, yeah, I mean, I think ultimately they're playing with a lot of desperation. You tell me Glenn, if, uh, if you put a, <laughs> if you put a rat in a, in a, in a, in a jar full of water, mm -hmm. right. And, he, and then oh, you put a rat in this situation, the, the, the bangles. bangles. Okay. Right. Yeah. And All you right. put another rat. In a in a cage, uh, with um, what am I trying to say here? Gosh dang it! I knew this experiment and I've forgotten it. My oh, point man. is that oh man, that rat in the water. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here. here okay, we go. He, re he remembered it. Okay, so they actually did this. Okay, they put a they put rats in water in a jar, and they swam for about I think it was like six hours until they died. They ultimately drowned. Right. That's sad. But what they then did was they put rats in water close enough to where they could get their little paws over, right? That there was a chance that they could live. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 64 hours they swam for. 60, just the hope. Cause you're saying just hope. The hope. So my point is that you got in desperation, right? Cause they knew it was at their doorstep. Right. Yeah. So my point is that like, I always get a little bit more nervous when there's a team coming in with some desperation, right? Like just That's psychologically, true. But I also get. But that. also, lack of confidence could be affecting yeah, them. Yeah, there's another side of that too, for sure. We are more complex than rats. Exactly. Yeah, and hopefully, and I like I like hitting a team when their <laughs> their confidence is low, and maybe they're feeling a little down. Yeah, I'm just gonna pile it on. Yeah, because if you hit them in the mouth early, yeah, yeah. typically a team that's low in confidence doesn't come back fighting. Yeah. Um. So I guess it's it just matters each way. I mean, it, it could yeah. go one way or the other. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just wanted to get your take on that, and then also. Uh, interesting here. Marcus Williams got a lot of criticism after last week's performance. He's still running around yeah. showing very limited motion with his yeah. one arm. Uh, Harbaugh made interesting comments when asked about Marcus Williams. And he said that he thinks Marcus will continue to get stronger and have improved range of motion as the season goes on. And my question to you is Jimbo is how yeah. <laughs> a hope and a prayer. <laughs> he talked about hope. I mean, I mean does I don't heel, know. Like, does he heal torn pecs? Look, overnight? John's old school, man. He might just be like, dude, the body will figure it out, right? Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but hey, I, I I hope because it it was it was brutal some moments watching Marcus Williams out there, right? Mm hmm It hasn't gotten better. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, to your to your answer, I mean. I don't know. I you know, I know there's some religious folks out there in the Ravens and I don't know what sort of miracles they're hoping for, but I don't know, man. Well, You're one thing I want 
I want to throw this one graphic, uh, this one thing I saw. I'm sure most everyone have seen it, but in case you haven't, I'm going to put it up here real quick because I thought it was pretty damn cool. And it's, I, you know, selfishly, I think it's even more cool because I think the game being referenced in this next clip is uh, a game that me and you were at, Jimbo, um, right. which, is, which is pretty cool. But I'm going to throw it up here now. If you guys watch the Manning cast from – Monday night when they had Pat Mahomes on, uh, he was asked about using a silent count and and how that kind of affects uh, or something something about the silent count as opposed to being able to communicate easy, easily with your your teammates. And of course, on the road when the defense is is on the field, typically uh, you know the home crowd is going to act get pretty rowdy. So let's see what uh, his response was. Yeah. Let me know if you hear it okay. You're good. When it's real loud, or are you always verbal at the offensive line, Patrick? Uh, I'm mostly verbal. The only time I've been silent um, in the, is in Baltimore and in Seattle, where I've had to, under center, kind of have to go verbal or the signals to the offensive line, and it was so loud in those stadiums that we the tackles couldn't hear me. Nice. All right. I mean, how cool is that, right? Like, we all oh, know about awesome. the 12th man in Seattle and how they yeah. built their stadium to, to amplify the sound. But Jimbo, are they? Not, is he not talking directly about the game we, that we were last at? Yes, he absolutely is. I think that was the last time the Chiefs were here, anyway, right? That's right. That's why I think he has to be yeah. talking about that. Game. Yeah, man, that's so freaking cool. Um, mm-hmm. man, what a life changing experience that was. Uh, and t- let me tell you what: for those of you who weren't there, you know, it was hilarious. I had a study session with a tutor the next morning, <laughs> and I was trying to talk like via Zoom because this was like you know. And that was that whole week was crazy. I went to the Chiefs game. I had that. I had a test, and the next day my we went to the hospital because my son was being born. So it's wild. But the point is that it was so freaking loud in there. Mm-hmm. You you guys, any of you that have been to the game, we were a block away, and you could still hear and feel the people at the stadium jumping, dancing. Shit, all that. I mean, you could hear it loud and clear, and you could feel the reverberation on the freaking like road on Russell Street. Yeah, it was awesome, man. So that was way cool. Yeah, and Let's shout out to the Ravens this fans. Thursday night, man. That's right. Shout out to them getting loud. I hope they're loud this Thursday. Now, Jimbo, I got to ask you about your take on this next question. Harbaugh was asked about the lack of Keaton Mitchell usage yep. in the second half, and he said. Mitchell's usage is set to increase. Uh, he said it was kind of a situation where coaches need to trust the rookie more in big situations, uh, but also did point to the fact that, look, Mark Andrews also had a slow day. Just two balls went his direction, and they want him to have the ball a lot too. He said sometimes the ball doesn't find you. <coughs> What's your take on his response to the lack of Keaton Mitchell in the second half of the ball game, or really in the entire game? Yeah, Um I think he is trying to concede as much as he can, right? Without losing control of the situation. I agree I think with John in that Keaton needs the ball more, but I also agree that, you know, have some trust in, in your coaches. We, we've been doing it a time or two. Let's see. Keaton's how old now? He's a child. Like, He's like 23 or 20, something like that. Yeah. Isn't so, he? I mean, John has been coaching this team Isn't since he? almost, you know, since he was, probably just out of diapers i mean he's got to be young i don't know what his age is exactly but yeah but you understand my point he's 21 john's this is year 18 for john 
So oh, he came hired. in here in 08, right? 08? I yeah. think he got here. So this is year 15, 16? No, no, no. This is longer than that, right? Let's see. He was He's 21, Jimbo. He was born January 17th of 2002. So he was hired in what, 08? Or was it yeah. earlier than that? No, 08. Oh, yeah, it's 15 okay. years. My bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he was six. Yeah, first coaching here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so six years old. he's been here. I, I think he, you know. I think he knows what he's doing. He's been coaching for a while. He came out of the womb with a headset on, ladies mm -hmm, and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Like, let us not forget who the Harbaugh's are. So, um, but that being said, he also didn't say that anybody who questions that is wrong. Keith Mitchell does need the ball. He's a bona fide playmaker. Yeah. So, John, I think John and Monkey will get it right. Look, man, guys, this is what I, Glenn, you talked about earlier. Let's not be a bunch of Peters, right? When the water gets temping and starts to toss. Let's not mm -hmm. faith, right? Like let's let's hold on here so we can walk across the water a little bit. You know, I mean, I think that it's it's really important. Let's have some faith in the guys we got here, not only the players but also the coaches. John's taken us to the promised land before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think he can get us there still. I'm not ready to hop off the ship, guys. Don't be that person. Now, still leading the division. Yeah, <laughs> yeah still doing our thing. Now, I got a I got a question to ask you. All right. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, Tyler, what up? Tyler says, must win. I firmly think so. Give Keaton the ball. What, what is gonna, what is going to, all right, how are you feeling on Friday if we lose this game? <laughs> Ooh, that'd be you rough. Know, you know what I mean? Like, are you starting to reset expectations for this team? Well, at that point, we'd still be very much in in we we it it really depends on how the how we lose the game. Like if we okay. come out of that game and we're super beat up and we're you know we played like absolute garbage and they they steamrolled us, then yeah, I'm gonna start getting a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna be a little sad. I mean, certainly, the the post game show is gonna be real real sad. But if we come out of that game with a with a, a super tough loss where both teams play well and we don't get a bunch of injuries, that's the big thing I'm worried about with the quick turnaround. Is yeah, yeah, oh yeah. please, no big big injuries with with uh, playing on just four days rest. Uh, it really it just it really depends because here's the big thing is at, even if we do lose, I think that would mean if Pittsburgh wins, they'll be in first place. It, I mean, again, is anyone scared of the Pittsburgh Steelers? I know we lost to them. I don't care. I'm not scared of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so I still think we would have a shot at it. But obviously losing two games in a row at home in the division is never good. It never feels good. So I'd be bummed out. But I, I like our chances in this one. And, yeah. and I love when they asked Roquan about it. And uh, he said the same thing. I like our chances. Like he's confident and I'm confident. I know Tyler wants uh, Keaton to get the ball. I think a lot of people want Keaton to get the ball. Yeah. I don't think this is a situation like Arthur Smith has going on over in Atlanta where Bijan mm, yeah, no. just they just got they won't give him the damn ball. Where it's like every single week. This was again one week where he was coming off injuries during the week of practice. And he should have got the ball more. There's just no doubt about it. But let's not uh, l l give it a week. Let's see before this becomes a, a a problem. You know what I mean? There's no incentive that these coaches have for not giving their best players the ball. This isn't some keep Keaton down campaign. They, they okay, they're not perfect. Mm -hmm. Gus is good too. You know? Yeah. No. No, we got backs. Um. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. But 
Man, I'm glad that the health uh, issue didn't seem as bad as as expected. Ravens Those Nation says, I've seen enough of, enough of Justice Hill. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'll tell you what, one of the lowest points of that game for me, Glenn, was when Justice Hill ran it in the end zone and the holding penalty that brought it back. Because out of sheer desperation, I had to start Justice Hill in my fantasy game. Mm. And I was like, holy crap, Justice Hill actually did something for me. And yep. then, nope. <laughs> nope. And honestly, that holding penalty, if you remember, that guy wasn't making the tackle. It was kind of like one of those holding penalties where it's like, yeah, it was a hold, but the guy wasn't going to make the tackle anyway. So it was this really I can as objectively as I possibly can. This I can verify to you guys and, and be a witness of at that game. Mm-hmm. There was like a four to one ratio of holds that the Browns were committing offensive line wise in comparison to the Ravens. Like it was not close. Now, were you looking through purple tinted glasses? Look, I was, but I'm I'm trying to be as objective as possible. I'm sure miles Garrett fans are going, they hold that son of a on every play. Yeah, I guess that's true, but it just looked so obvious to me, you know, and this obviously looked obvious to me, but uh, I, I really think that that was, um, that was, you know, that was another thing that we talked about after the game. But I don't know. I, I don't mind Justice Rolls, Justice's role being diminished. I keep needs right. the ball. If we have at, at the altar of Justice Hill, okay, deal with it. Yeah, because Justice is valuable in other ways. And mm-hmm. I know it's not as easy to see, but he that's why he got paid. Not because of what he does on offense. That's just yep. the bottom line. Tyler uh comes back with uh we'd still make it, uh, but we know <laughs> how this ends. I guess he's talking about if we lose to the to yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's just amazing what what one week makes, right? Crazy, like, right? Dude, literally a week ago, everyone's like, "We're going to the Super Bowl, yeah. guys!" Yeah, we go dip our toe our toe in the pool just, of the uh, NFC, and we are, you know, we're the the best thing since sliced bread. And all of a sudden, we we lose a nail biter in the last minute, and and blow we're trash. Literally, yeah, didn't didn't trail for a second in the game. Yeah, trash. Fire everybody. Trash. Yeah. Speaking of which, what's happening with Stefan Diggs? Instagram right now. Well, I mean, he their their offense looks like I don't know what the hell's going on with their off. They're an absolute disaster. And at Cowboys, uh, his brother, the uh, Trayvon, who plays yeah. for the Cowboys, he is holding nothing back when attacking Josh Allen. Like he's he's tweeting his his brother needs to get out of there. Then he's putting up. He's saying uh, Josh Allen was not, basically didn't do anything before, before his brother got there. I mean, this is exactly what you don't want when you're when you're going down a, a you know a tough slide because this isn't going to help. And like, do you think all this is helping them get better? Like, it's yeah. it's oh, it's so. And, and you know what? We're Diggs is a Maryland guy. I like I like him, and he's not necessarily being. It's his brother more so than him. It looks like. But what have you seen on his Instagram? Is he scrubbing the the Buffalo no, no, Bills no, stuff? I, just, I, I keep seeing tweets of like. I think they're altered images, right? But they keep saying um, different things. Like I saw one that said, I belong at home. Get me to Baltimore. Um, I don't want to be here anymore. Like just, but I think they're taking advantage of a, of a, I don't know what he posted originally, but they're just manipulating it, editing it to like say random stuff at this point. But apparently he's not happy. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't be happy either. They're a mess. Yeah. They're, and they got no chance in the East. It, Not no chance. I shouldn't say that. They still beat the Dolphins. I mean, the Patriots are the worst team in the AFC and maybe the yeah. NFL. So And the Jets are right there with them. Dude, how terrible is mm. all of the Jets' primetime games? 
Oh, I know, dude. It's How like, can you not ugh. switch any of that? Like, dude, it's so boring. Stupid. And, and the shame of it is, they got such a good defense, bro. Like, but they just have nothing at quarterback. Nothing. Man, he is an absolute big nothing burger, dude. Yeah, it's it's re- and it's crazy to think like, what if they had a healthy Aaron Rodgers all year, dude? My gosh. But look, I just want to say it, Glenn. Hmm. Wait a second. What can I put up as emojis? Oh, you know what? I'm going to let's see. What's this one? What's this one again? Yeah, I'm going to give myself some fireworks. There you go. Just imagine their flowers. Dude, I've never been on the jo- the Josh Hill bandwagon. Josh, Josh Hill? Hill. Who's Josh Hill? Josh yeah. Allen. That's true. That's true. From the start. Nah. From the start. You looked a little crazy when he started putting up 37 touchdowns and, and 10 picks. Yeah, well. I had 21 but, drop picks that year, so. That's true. He did. He yeah. absolutely did. That's what it is. They Now he's, again, leading the league in interceptions, leading the league in interceptions since he's been there. So you're talking about for a quite big sample size, not just one season, but since he's been in the league, I think they definitely have an issue. But Any, any correlation with the uptick in commercials he does now? Oh, man. Who knows? <laughs> But I know they just fired their OC, and yeah, oof. you know he's got the hair grown out. He's doing the commercials now. Like he's a star, man. It makes you wonder sometimes. I'm not mad at Lamar and the way he does. He 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 uh, he does business. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm yep. okay with the low key Kawhi Leonard type. I'm alright with that. Mm-hmm, You're mm-hmm, a football player, mm-hmm. right? And Bashadi has always said it best. Remember who do we have on Dan Wilcox that said, "You want to make more money? People talk about making money off the field." This is your best investment. You want a 10 times your investment? Kill it on the field. And, and you know, your next contract's going to be ridiculous, right? Like that's got to be number one at all times yeah. on the field. You know, that's what yeah. opens all the other doors. I mean, just look at what LeBron does to make sure he can still yeah. get on the field. I mean, this guy tireless, tireless in the gym. Yeah. Man. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's a quick turnaround. I, yeah. I'm, I'm nervous when it comes to injuries. Obviously, it's going to be a really tough game. I think that. Uh, the Bengals right now, if you look at a combination of what they've done so far this season, the injury situation at their pass rushers, I think this is an opportunity to bury them, Jimbo. They have five losses already. How awesome would that be? Dude, get them to six losses already, and they still got some tough games ahead of them. Put them out of their, I mean, just put them out of their misery. Give them six losses. Just, just. Just bury them, Jimbo. Yeah, just take them out back. You know? They're mortally wounded. Just take them out back and... Do what needs to be done. Hey, uh, Jax, no Cole Jackson tonight. He couldn't make it. He'll be back with us next Tuesday. Um, Yeah, we we missed Cole. some Canadian holiday or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly right. But we'll we'll see Cole next week. Can't wait to get his (laughs) opinion on, on, you know, what happens this Thursday. But um, let's get to our... Our competition winner Let's this week, it. Jimbo. Uh, as you guys all know, the People's Champ won it when it comes to our inter-show competition. But we got to announce the fan winner. And uh, so without any further ado, this, of course, is brought to you by BetUS, where, look, your initial deposit is not only going to be matched, but they'll give you 125% of your first deposit up to $2,500. All you have to do is use promo code 410. Go to BetUS. They're the best in the business. The OGs from daily to to season long to, I mean, you name it, they got it. Any sport you can imagine, of course, Mm -hmm. have all things Ravens there as well. Go to BetUS. Use promo code 410 to get your match 
and have more fun watching football. Mm -hmm. Uh, But let's see here. Without any further ado, let's see who our winner was this week. Yeah, week 10 hey! on the competition. Shout out to Joseph Eckert. DK, is this his second time this year winning? No? First. I feel first like Joseph time. has first won time. in the past. No? Oh, DK seems to not be so sure about that, but that name does ring a bell, I will say. Shout out, man. Make uh, sure you send us your information mm-hmm. and address via DM, uh, whether that's you know, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, with your shirt size. And we will be sure to get you some 410 Sports Talk swag stuff we all get, says the one great Michael Scott. So we are, uh, we're excited for you, Joe. Keep Is that really up. what swag stands for? I have no idea. I just know that's what Michael Scott says in the episode when they go okay. to a conference. Like, I have no idea. Dude, I've recently figured out the tag. You know, the game tag stands for yeah. touch and go. Really? Had no idea. Me neither. That's what tag means. All right. Nice. I like it. I was like, what? Huh? All these years. Played a lot of tag. Had no Lots. idea. Lots. <laughs> Dude, you know what I'm saying? Let's see. Marcus uh, says, dropping in late, so not sure if you've covered already, but T. Higgins isn't likely to play on Thursday. How much do you think, do you guys think that Dude. affects the game? Well, I mean, with Marlon out, you, you know, that that's a big, big, uh, big, you know, that's, that's a boost for us because now <laughs> you only have to worry – about two game-breaking wide receivers with Boyd and, of course, with uh, with Jamar Chase. So it helps, but they are they got two pretty good ones behind them, they, and they got a you know athletic tight end in Irv Smith. They got a heck of a running back. I mean, they they got some guys, but it's certainly always helpful, especially when you're banged up, to to not have to play against one of their best players. And if anybody had an impact in the last game, and if anybody's had an impact on us, I mean, it's been Boyd, but it's also been T Higgins. I mean, we'll remember yep. T. Higgins. I think two times he kind of sunned our Darius Washington right in that game, uh, yep. that last one. Uh, so, and Jamar Chase has been relatively limited in our matchups. So, this is a big deal for them. I think certainly against the Ravens. Uh, really quickly, you started talking about tag, but I want to tell you my most favorite childhood game, Glenn. Remember last hit? Do you ever last play last hit? hit? Oh yeah, it was like tag, but you would punch someone. And you say last hit. You like that game? Well, this is the version of that game I would like. We would sit, the three boys and us, Nathan was always in the middle. We would sit back in the in the bench seat in the car and we would play last hit. Where you literally okay. cannot go anywhere. So it Nowhere would, to run. Every single time it would end up with Eric and I just caving in Nathan's shoulder or giving him absolute Charlie horses on his leg until he cried. This explains a lot. Oh, dude, it was so, like, so funny, man. Just whack, last hit. The two older brothers ganging up on the little brother, you know? Oh, man. But look, at the same time, that's why his, his, by five, his natural instinct, anytime he got scared was this. Dude, there you go. He would cock back so fast. He would just break it out all the time, dude. Anytime he got scared. Bunch of bullies, man. Look, it was a good time. Bunch, Bunch of, bunch of bullies, man. Ugh. But look, guys, I think that's it for us tonight. Um, it's been fun. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, I think we're back very quickly. Tomorrow, in fact, we're back tomorrow to start really diving into the prep for the for the uh, Cincinnati game. And of course, we're also going to be here for post game. So live, win or lose, we will be here to either celebrate or complain after <laughs> Thursday night's game. Uh, so make sure you're here because, yeah. uh, you know, like I say, be here or be square. That's, That's right, it. ladies and gentlemen. Don't be square. <laughs> Don't 
Don't do it. Don't do it. L7 Wiener. <laughs> That's right. But most importantly, be here back tomorrow, 8 o'clock. Be here or be square. See y'all later. Ah! 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 Ah!